Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. But thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. A few years back, we were having a brutally cold winter where we are and the snow had frozen into ice and covered everything. It was pitch black in the backyard when I went to let my dog outside one last time before bed that evening. As we exited the house from the sliding door of the walkout basement and onto the lower deck, I felt that something was just off. Our house backs up to some woods so I was accustomed to hearing noises from wildlife in the night. But this night was different for some reason. Nothing made a, a sound except the arctic cold wind, but I had the feeling that I was being watched. The entire time my dog was in the backyard, I looked around sort of nervously, expecting a coyote or a other predator to pop out of the tree line or something. My dog did his business, but afterwards stopped and stared at the corner of the woods until I got creeped out and called him back inside. I quickly locked the sliding door and shut the curtains, unable to shake the uneasy feeling that I had outside. After double and triple checking all of the locks in the house, I ended up just going to bed. Around three in the morning though, I hear the muffled sound of my dog barking from the basement two floors below. 
I got up, sort of stumbled down three flights of stairs and found him standing at the basement sliding door. He was peeking his head through the closed curtains, barking his head off with the hair standing up all along his back. I tried calling him away from the door, but he just wouldn't let up. I dreaded peeking out of the curtain to see what he was barking at after the uneasy feeling that I had earlier in the night. But finally, I held my breath and I swiped the curtain aside. I peered into the inky blackness, but saw nothing to cause any alarm. A wave of relief washed over me and I figured that it must have been a deer or a raccoon in the yard that set him off or something. He whined at the door for a few more minutes until I eventually bribed him upstairs with a dog cookie. I went back to bed and thankfully I wasn't disturbed again. That is, until the morning when I went to the basement to let out the dog. I opened the sliding door and walked out onto the deck as he bounded into the snow. And my blood ran as cold as the sub-zero morning temperatures when I looked down. Because there, frozen into the ice on the deck, was a set of bare human footprints. They were very clear and I could even make out each toe on the person's foot. The prints were large though and appeared to be from an adult male I would guess. Looking around I noticed that they started at the base of the deck, went to the sliding door and the window of the basement living room, then seemed to disappear off the side of the deck. I had my snow boots on so I walked around the yard but... I could find no trace of footprints in the snow once they left the deck area. Keep in mind too that the daily temperatures, that winter barely made it above zero Fahrenheit and the wind chill made it feel below 20 at least. Frostbite would have set in within a matter of maybe minutes for anyone walking around barefoot, especially in the dead of night like that. It was weird and I never experienced anything like that again but... I did adopt a second dog shortly thereafter to just keep an eye on things. So for some context for this story, my cats were separated with one in the attic with me and one downstairs with my family because they fought and my upstairs cat is now petrified of the other one even being on the same floor. But my siblings constantly left the attic door open and the downstairs cat would come up and start problems. My attic is set up though where on one side was the staircase leading into an open room, then a short hallway, then the door to my room that took up the rest of the attic. But anyway, I was in my room, rule 7, and have a clear line of sight to where the attic stairs are in case someone came up. Then I see my downstairs cat run up and lay on the bed that we have in the other room. At this point, I'm annoyed because I'm always telling them not to let her up here, not to leave the door open either. So then my younger sister runs up with a look like, oh my goodness, they already saw that the cat came up. So I walk into the other room and start going off on her, not yelling but sternly telling her, I've already asked you to not to leave the door open and make sure the cat didn't come up. So now you have to grab her and take her downstairs because I'm not doing it again. And she starts whining. Come on, I'm afraid she's going to scratch me and she's not going to scratch you and even if she does, that's your problem. You wouldn't have to grab her if you just closed the door. She says, can't you grab her this time again and then if she comes up again, I'll do it. I say, no, I'm, I'm tired and I'm not doing it. At this point, 
I turn to my right to look at the cat on the bed, but she's not there anymore. I look in my room since my door is still open and my upstairs cat is sitting in the middle of the floor unbothered and watching us bicker. So I assume that the cat ran under the bed to avoid being dragged downstairs or something. I look at my sister again, point to the end of the bed and say, grab the cat. She says, come on, I don't want to get scratched, can you please do it? I'm getting more annoyed having to tell her over and over so I end up yelling at her, you need to grab the cat and take it downstairs right now because I'm not going to tell you again. Then, this little girl had the audacity to look me right in the eye and giggle, almost laughing at me, but fell by the foot of the bed and laid on the floor to look under the bed for the cat. Now, where she was was sort of out of my line of sight because it was a tall and wide bed, so the mattress blocked her body almost entirely. I stood there waiting, watching my cat still just looking at me from my room, and then I realized that she was taking way too long and didn't even sound like she was moving at all to try and reach for the cat. I turn back and say, Hey Steph, come on this side and see if you can catch her here. She's probably by the wall. There's no answer. No movement. Nothing. Steph, get up and check over here. You're not going to reach her if... And as I'm walking over, I notice that there's a green storage container exactly where my sister would have been laying down. In fact, my sister wasn't there at all. The downstairs cat wasn't there and my cat was still in my room just watching me. I slowly backed into my room and I locked the door and... Then I proceeded to shut myself in the room until I almost wet myself because I was too afraid that I'd see whatever spoke to me again. I eventually did go downstairs to use the bathroom and I asked my father and sister if any of them went upstairs at all today but they all said no. I have never ever hallucinated before or after this happened. I've also never experienced anything like it since. And I know that I saw whatever it was. I heard it talk to me. In fact, it had an entire conversation with me. And then it laughed right in my face. I worked at a store that was very close to my house, so I walked home every day. The map of this story is, there's my job, my friend's job, a traffic light, a small park, another traffic light, three abandoned stores, and finally a gas station. The only busy part of this route is the gas station. Now, one day I was leaving work and it was starting to get dark. When I left, there was an employee fixing the electrical box of the store that my friend works at. I glanced at him, not thinking anything of it, and waved to my friend. She smiled through the glass door and I continued on my way. It was just a, another normal day. When I was exactly in the middle of the park though, I glanced quickly over my shoulder because I'm an anxious woman and saw the electrician who I just saw walking behind me. Everything I'm going to tell you now happened very quickly but when I looked back again, his eyes were fixed on me and he had no expression on his face. All the alarm bells were going off in my head, so I started walking at a faster pace. More out of paranoia than real fear, I guess, but I looked again, and this time more slowly. 
and I noticed that his steps increased in speed just like mine. His expression had also changed to anger and impatience, like a hunter frustrated because the little rabbit ran too fast. I think deep down our survival instincts know when someone wants to do something bad to us just by looking at them. I hadn't started running yet, but the park, which was actually small, suddenly got much bigger. I don't know if when I looked back a third time my fearful expression gave me away, but instead of walking, he began to almost run and walk at the same time, his strides becoming so long that it was awkward to look at. And so, I ran. I had seen this a thousand times on the news. The park was empty and it was just me and him, and I knew what he wanted to do. I had my phone in my hand, but the adrenaline was telling me to keep running and running. I ran to the light and crossed the street, still not daring to look back. Maybe he was right behind me, and what would I do if he got to me? I thought after arriving at the abandoned stores that he would have given up, so I looked back one last time, and there he was, still not running though, just walking super fast in a really weird way. The adrenaline made me run even faster, and when I looked again after a while, he had suddenly stopped. The guy just stood there, his angry expression also fading away. His face looked blank. It was like he was staring into nothing. But his eyes, his eyes were still fixed on me. At this point, I was already approaching the gas station, and he was just a silhouette that didn't move. My heart was still racing and my hand was shaking so badly that I could barely type the password to my cell phone. I kept walking and looking back every second, but he didn't move an inch. I started to get paranoid thinking that maybe he really was an employee, that maybe I was imagining things, that he wasn't really following me. It's like our brain starts to justify the situation so you stop suffering or something, but... When I was already at the end of the gas station and the adrenaline was slowly decreasing, my boss called me and asked if I had arrived home yet. I obviously said no and he said that my friend next door was worried about me because there was a, a crazy man pretending that he had tools in his hand and pretending that he was fixing the power box. She was too scared to tell him to stop and just watched his weird mimicking for a while but when I passed by, he turned and followed me as if he was literally waiting for me. My friend was so scared that she tried to record the man in case something happened and was ready to call the police. And after that episode, I changed the route that I did for work and even started to use a bike too. I guess the moral of this story is, don't forget to always stay alert of your surroundings. I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't realized quickly enough that he was following me. He would have reached me in seconds, in fact, and I shudder at the thought of that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now... All you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Two years ago, my mother and I were home alone for a few days because my father and my brother were traveling together. On a Friday, I got home from work at around 1pm. My mother came home at 5pm, opened my bedroom door and said hello. We had dinner together and then we each went to our individual rooms. Her room was next to mine. As it was Saturday, I slept in the afternoon and my mother had already left the house when I woke up. As soon as I opened the bedroom door, something on the floor caught my eye though. There were three scratches on the floor, one coming out of my room, right in line with my door frame, and the other two going down the hall and heading towards my mother's room. They looked like scratches from shoes I would guess and I thought that it was strange because looking at the scratch coming from my room, the door had to be open enough to pass the threshold and that had to have happened while I was sleeping which also made no sense. The order of the scratches didn't make sense either because it looked like the person had left my mother's room, gone down the hall and turned abruptly into my room or the other way around. But the scratches were long, the kind that sports shoes would make and the chances my mother had had those shoes on indoors were like zero. Shoes are banned indoors altogether. When my mother arrived while I was having lunch, I asked what those scratches on the hallway floor were. She turned irritated and questioned, What do you mean? What are they? You made it, didn't you? The burger that I was eating felt suddenly like sand in my mouth. I said no, that I thought that they were hers. We both got up at the same time and walked out into the hallway and stared at the scratches. And then she said something that really made me freak out. By the way, I didn't clean it because I'd already cleaned up the mud you brought into the house and I got irritated and thought that I'd at least leave these here for you to clean up. I almost fell backwards. Mud? I asked. She gave me a nervous smile and said that there were small concentrations of mud in some places in the house, that she had found them in the morning on the porch, in the living room and in the hallway too. But... I hadn't even been on the porch that day. A shiver instantly went through my whole body because I knew that someone had entered our house and the worst thing was that they had opened my door, my bedroom door, and had watched me sleeping. This happened probably five or six years ago now. I must have been 18 at the time. For starters, I lived in a city where neighborhoods and forests kind of blended together. There are plenty of wooded areas where people go to have bonfires and parties here and one night after discovering that all of our usual spots were crowded with people, I suggested that we go to a spot that I had been to a few times nearby. 
I'd been there multiple times, but only ever during the day. The street where we park is maybe 200 feet from the tree line. It's your average middle class neighborhood. Nothing crazy is really known to happen here, but we walk in, start a bonfire, and we're all having a good time. Some of us are drinking and smoking a bit, myself included. About 45 minutes pass, and I'm a little bit intoxicated now, but nothing major. And over the sound of our quiet music and my friends talking, I suddenly hear something a bit odd. I can't make out what it is, so I figure maybe that I'm just hearing things. Maybe another 10 minutes or so goes by too, and I hear it again. A little better this time, but it still sounds relatively far away, but it sort of sounds like Velcro tearing. I stop and just kind of sit there trying to listen while my friends carry away laughing and talking. They haven't seemed to have noticed yet, and that's when I heard a, a sound that I was very familiar with. A zapping noise, like you would hear from a taser. Very brief, but it was unmistakable, and upon hearing it, my stomach drops, and I started looking around a little frantically. My girlfriend at the time was first to notice my distress, and she asks me what's wrong, and I explain, and she immediately starts worrying. She gets my friends to quiet down a bit, and we all just sit there and listen for a bit. Then, we all hear it, an electrical zap, brief again, but we all know that sound. We all start panicking a bit, and we quickly put out the fire while asking each other what that was, or where exactly it was coming from. We're all obviously scared to walk out. It's only maybe a five minute walk to the street, but it's incredibly dark. We all muster the courage to finally walk the path out though and we don't run into anyone, thankfully. We finally get to the street and start walking to our cars, nervously sort of laughing and relishing being under the street lamps again. But I see him first. He's walking towards us, not at us, just sort of walking in the direction that we just came from, slightly to the right of us and he's holding a, a stick of some sort. It scared me at first, but for a brief second I calmed myself. It was a, a pretty safe neighborhood after all that I knew really well, and it was really common to see people out walking at night. But then I noticed that he's looking right at us, and that stare is burned into my mind. We pass each other. My friends and I are all silent now as we're having this stare down with this random person. And that's when it happened. He doesn't break eye contact, holds up the pole and smiles this creepy smile. His eyes are wide open. At the end of the stick lights up bright and that same zapping sound happens again, much louder this time. He was holding a cattle prod. We live in a city, no farmland nearby, no reason really to have one, so it was really strange. My friends and I are silently soiling ourselves as he walks past us, maybe 20 feet away and goes straight into the woods without a flashlight or anything. We all got into our cars and we just peeled out of there after that. And we obviously never went back to that spot ever again. So I'm not sure of the relevance of my background, but in any case, I am originally from rural northern Ontario, Canada, and have always spent most of my time in the woods or nature, regardless of where we moved. Over the years, 
I've seen some uh, weird stuff, but this experience, it definitely takes the cake. So when I was 16 years old, living with my mom in rural-ish New Jersey, USA, my best friend and I had an experience that we both still remember vividly, and my wife wants me to share this story too to see what other people think that we saw. So, my buddy and I used to cut through this farmer's field between my mum's neighbourhood and our local mall, maybe a mile or so long. It rarely had crops over the years, maybe one year a row of corn and a few years cutting through it, but that's only if I remember it right. The field was barren on this day anyway, and we were headed to the mall to hang out. We didn't notice anything unusual on the way to the mall through the field. We stayed in the mall about maybe an hour or two and we went back through the field to get back to my mum's. We didn't drink or eat anything in the mall that I remember, no drug usage or alcohol either. But when we got to the tree line between the field and the mall, we saw a handful of people, all dressed somewhat similar in overalls of some sort, plaid shirts collecting things off of the ground. I figured that they were harmless and we knew the old guy's name who owned the field so probably wouldn't get yelled at if we name dropped. As we made our way through the field and got closer, I remember feeling a lot of sort of static energy. It looked like they were picking up smoking coals off the ground and throwing them in buckets or something. Weird but we didn't say anything to these folks and just kind of skirted around them until we were nearing the tree line back to my mum's neighbourhood. We heard a, a loud whooshing noise, sort of like maybe an air compressor or something, but we turned back and there was a, a group of six identical white-suited men with sort of daft punk-esque helmets that seemed to be shooting silently like their weapons made no noise at the folks picking those things up off of the ground. Their sidearms looked like the guns used to spread weed killer or paint sprayer, really long and thin, but... They didn't seem to notice us watching until my friend went into a panic and started freaking out. I grabbed him by his shirt and started dragging him toward the tree line but he was in some sort of shock or something and I looked back as we were running and they were all facing us but not pursuing. My friend went home and we didn't talk to each other for about a week. Everyone that we've told to date has said that we were mad minus my wife and father. I will say though that after that initial whoosh, we never heard another noise, not even a cricket for the whole encounter. It was almost like sound was just gone all of a sudden, until we made it back across the tree line that is. Anyway, I really don't know what to make of this. It was creepy for sure and I'm curious to know what you guys think that we saw. My wife has always said that it was a glitch and other people have strange encounters and share them here so I thought, hey, why not? See what other people think. So my friends went to Mexico for a vacation and asked me to house it and take care of their dogs while they were gone. They pay me $40 a day just to, well, basically sit around and let the dogs out when they need to go. I am disabled though, so that helps a lot. This is a, a semi-rural area and houses are roughly a quarter mile apart. Police have to come from a town maybe 15 miles away and response time can be well over an hour. I always take my pistol with me because of this too. It's always been quiet when I've stayed there, but this time was definitely different. 
I was in the shower when the dogs started barking and growling. They are big, large German shepherds and one is actually police trained. The owners loan him to County as a drug dog and if you tell them to be quiet, they do obey. But this time, they didn't. So, obviously, I was on high alert. I shut off the water and looked out the window. I didn't see anything, but when I walked out of the bathroom, I saw a shadow go across the bedroom window. They have lights around the house that stay on all night. I whispered to the dogs to hush, and they did. And that's when I heard a man's voice. I couldn't make out everything that he was saying, but I distinctly heard two words, come around. So I'm sure that there was more than one person out there. I ran into the living room with my pistol and saw the door handle turn. I yelled, I have a gun and I'm willing to use it. And at that, I heard feet run away. I was telling Siri to dial 911 and got the county sheriff quickly. She said that there were two cars on another call not far away, but it took uh, maybe about 20 minutes for them to actually get there. That's better than the usual hour, I admit, but I was pretty shaken. I explained that I was on a farm and would have to go down to the road and unlock a cattle gate to let them in, and to please tell the officers that I would be carrying a pistol and please don't shoot me by mistake because I was not going outside the house without it. The dispatcher said, don't go out there without your gun, I'll tell them. The one good thing about living in a red state. She asked though if I could see the road and I can, and she said to wait in the house until I saw blue lights. I hung up and I called my friends in Mexico. The camera footage can be downloaded via the app and they said that they would go through it while I waited for the cops. I locked the house and went down to the gate when the police arrived. They searched the whole place, including the barn, but they didn't find anything. While they were looking, my friends texted me the camera footage though and there was a man on the porch. Unfortunately, the cameras were sort of not angled to get the shot of his face and it was of course dark as well. But I still think that there was more than one creep because of what he said, come around. The police were very nice and said that they had passed a man on a bike on the way, which was strange for this area, especially at night and went to look for him, but that's all that they could really do. They did take a full report, but they never caught the creep. My husband came and stayed with me the rest of their trip and one of their neighbors said that he actually found a tent and some gear in the woods a few weeks before. So somebody was actually living back there. Maybe a, a homeless person from the town? I have house sat again since then and it was quiet this time. They're going away again for Christmas and I'll be there again. A lot of people ask me if I would have shot the creep had he broken in and yeah, absolutely. I would be sorry that I would have to have hurt somebody, but it's either them or me, so yeah, I would do it. My family and I are from Australia, and back in 2007, we decided to take a month-long holiday in America. We traveled from LA up the west coast and then back down through Nevada, we did this by renting a car and doing the whole vacation road trip style. But one night, we were traveling towards Lompoc and stopped in Santa Barbara for the night to sleep. We drove around a while looking for a decently priced motel that wasn't too, well, bring your own UV light, if you know what I mean. 
and my mum and dad found a place that looked okay and went inside to inquire about the price of a room for the night while my sister and I stayed in the car and listened to music on our iPods. We were bopping along to the Frey album I had bought that day when my sister removed her headphones and said, look at mum, what is she doing? I looked up out the window and can see in the reception of the motel and see my dad talking to the manager and my mum displaying very cold and odd body language. She's usually very friendly with staff everywhere so this was odd for her. What's wrong with her? I said to my sister as we kept a close eye on them. My mum was standing behind my dad with her arms crossed and looked around the place as if she was on guard for something, as if her hypervigilance senses had kicked in or something. After some time though, my mum and dad got back into the car and they discussed what to do about staying the night. My dad stated that he wouldn't find anywhere cheaper for the night and he was hungry and ready for dinner, so we better just stay here. Plus it was the last room available so we would have to make a quick decision anyway. To his dismay, my mum disagreed though. I don't like this place. I have a bad feeling, said my mum. My dad argued on, getting more and more irritated that my mum couldn't explain what she didn't like about the place until my mum finally snaps and yells over my dad saying, we're not staying here. Ah, fine, my dad says as he starts the car and backs out of the motel driveway. At this point, my sister and I are sort of looking at each other like, what the heck just happened? But we stay quiet as mum seems on edge. Anyway, we end up finding a place to stay that mum approved of and bunkered down for the night. In the morning, we're all bustling around the motel room getting ready for the day when my dad turns up the TV and there's a news story about a shooting at the motel that my mum didn't want to stay at that night. Turns out, about 15 minutes after we left, that's right, only 15 minutes, a couple walked in and booked that last room and the man that was behind them shot them because they took the last room. We all instantly turned to look at my mum, who was standing there wide-eyed, watching in horror. And she says, I told you I had a bad feeling about that place. She said it to my dad, who was pretending not to listen. Moral of this story is always trust your gut. Or better yet, maybe always trust your mum's gut. My family and I had a caravan in a holiday park in New South Wales. We would go there every school holidays and there were many kids that I used to run around and play with there. I have fond memories of this place too, where I learned to ride a bike and even had my first kiss. But other memories are not so good and now leave me with that sort of egg flip feeling in my stomach. The people that owned the caravan park had a son and he was roughly 25 years old. I would have been around five or six at the time, I guess, but he would drive around the park and collect everybody's rubbish on a tractor and do other odd jobs like this to help out his parents. Every once in a while, he would pull up when I was playing at the front and ask if I wanted a ride on the tractor. I, being young and naive, of course accepted and jumped on because what child doesn't want to ride on a tractor, right? This was back in the days where parents would let their children play in the streets without much supervision and you just came back home and the streetlights came on. But one day when he dropped me back to our van, my dad came storming out, grabbed me by my arm and yanked me off the tractor. 
Without saying a word to the man, he took me inside and told me to never, ever hang out with him again. I don't want you hanging around with that man again, he said without saying why. But he's nice. He gives me lollies, I say. Just don't. I'm telling you, don't talk to him, he replied. I couldn't understand why my dad didn't want me to talk to the nice man who only gave me tractor rides, gave me lollies and hugs and sometimes the occasional sandwich. I remember telling the man one day, my dad said that I'm not allowed to talk to you anymore. To which he smirked and replied, oh yeah, why is that? Anyway, fast forward nearly 13 to 14 years later, my family and I are watching the news when... That man's face flashes across the screen, attached to a story where he had apparently murdered two people and is now serving time in prison. My dad said, look at this, look at this. I knew he was bad news. There was always just something about him. Do you remember when he used to take you around on that tractor? My blood instantly ran cold and my stomach dropped. The most disturbing part, he killed people with pills that he would call his lollies. Please, always listen to your parents. I mean, I would be dead by now if it wasn't for them. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish, or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.